What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny, and this is episode number 454. And as you fine folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan in the news. Well, sadly, in this episode, there's only one dude. Well, I don't know if it's sad. It's sad to me. You know, I mean, I miss all my co-hosts. I, I love hanging out with those guys and getting faded. Uh, Jude, Sean, Tom, Jeremy. I can't imagine doing this show without them. These guys are fantastic. But, uh, yeah, this show, I'm all by myself. All by my lonesome. It's just me, myself, and I. And I'm all by myself. Gonna do a podcast just all by myself. Oh, yeah. God, I'm a terrible singer. I sincerely apologize from the bottom of my heart. I'm a terrible singer. I leave the singing to the singers. And that's why today we have the wonderful and very talented Lena Farah on the show. Yes, Lena Farah is on the show from Germany. She's uh, here in Japan and she's on a mega tour. She's hitting up, I think, I think it's like eight or 13 uh, clubs. She's just singing every single day. And oh man, her, she should be. She should be. She should be singing all the time. She should be singing 24 hours a day. I mean, her voice is just so spectacular. And I'm going to be honest. I did not know of her until my friend contacted me. And she said, listen, Johnny, Lena Farah is here in Japan from Germany. And she has the voice of an angel. And you would be stupid if you didn't have her on your podcast. Get her on your podcast as soon as possible. She is amazing. And I said, okay, okay, okay. Can I at least hear her music before I get her on the show? And my friend said, yes. Here's a sample of some of her tracks. I listened to some of her tracks and boom, hands down, she is phenomenal. Lena Farah is, whew, man, she's like Madonna in the 80s. She is spectacular, and it is my great honor to have her on the show today. And Faders, thank you very much for tuning in, and a, a big thank you if you actually check out her website, check out her SoundCloud, check out all her links, and um, yeah, buy whatever she has. Support this girl. If she has t-shirts, buy them. If she's selling hats, buy them. CDs, records, MP3s, cassette tapes, buy them. If she's selling a locomotive, you better buy that locomotive. I mean, we got to support this girl. I mean, she's already pretty big, but we need to get her bigger. We need her to be Madonna in the 80s because she deserves it. She has a beautiful voice. And well, without further ado, please enjoy this episode with Lena Farah. All right, faders, we're here with Lena. Lena, thank you very much for taking the time to be with me here tonight. I know you just came into Japan. You're tired, you're exhausted, and here you are with me drinking at a cafe in the middle of Nakameguro. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm uh, very excited uh, to be here. It's very, very, um, um, I don't know how to say it. Like, I, when I came to Japan, I felt like it wasn't as weird as I expected. Everything felt very normal. What, you thought like octopuses all over the place and like Gundam robots roaming around or something? That's what everybody thinks, but when they come here, they're like, oh, I'm so let down. Yeah, no, I'm not let down. Like, like it's the opposite. I feel like, okay, it, it, at first it felt like I have everything under control because I felt like everything is the way I know how it's supposed to be until I tried to come here to meet you. Then things got a little bit weird because I did not know how to get here and there were many different tickets for many different lines, but now I finally made it and now I'm happy because now everything's back to normal again. <laughs> really? Well, you're with me and we're drinking, so I guess it's all great. But, you know, I used to call it Tokyo Spaghetti City because when you looked at a map back in the day, it just looked like a big bowl of spaghetti, you know, mm -hmm. and all the like noodles were like lines going all over the city. It was really complicated. It still is complicated, but it's not as bad as what it used to be. But you found Nakamegro. Thank you so much. And why are you here? <laughs> 
Uh, I'm here because I'm a musician and um, I'm representing my band Cassiopeia. Usually we're a duo, but I also play by myself with my laptop and my uh, piano or my stage piano. And yeah, that's why I'm here because I'm um, got the chance to play uh, eight shows in Japan, which is very, very exciting. <laughs> Eight shows in Japan is quite impressive. A lot of bands that come here, they only play like usually around three or four. So, I mean, eight shows in Japan, around Japan. I believe you're playing at Tokyo. You're going to play in Chiba and Osaka. By the way, when you go to Osaka, you got to visit one of our friends. My friend has a bar called Space Station, and it's the best bar in Osaka. It's a video game bar. Absolutely fantastic. When you go there, tell them Johnny sent you. Okay, I will definitely keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Hey, tell me about your band and tell me about your music. Okay, um, so what we do is we start calling it intense pop. We used to be a progressive rock band, so everything is still a bit like um, not as as mainstream as usual pop, but it still has a lot of pop elements. So it's still pop music, but it has some unusual sounds, some unusual changes of rhythm. And yeah, that's what we do. And um, many people think that my voice is a bit dark, like it's a bit mystical. So this is why it's not as positive as usual pop music but it still has a very like hopeful vibe that's what i yeah that's what i'm trying to do to like keep things hopeful <laughs> so you're kind of like the poppy courtney love <laughs> maybe but i think po courtney love is more more punk i think she's more edgy i think i'm more like people sometimes compare me to musical I, i'm not sure how maybe because i used to like watch listening to musicals when i was younger but this was not my intention but yeah That's what people tend to say about my music. It reminds them of musicals. Like Sweeney Todd? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, what brought you to Tokyo? I mean, out of all the places to visit, to perform in, why Tokyo? I mean, a lot of people right now, I think, I think what, uh, Hong Kong is really hot and um, Bangkok is really hot. Why Tokyo? The Olympics, right? It's got to be the Olympics. Uh, actually, it's because I really like eating ramen like there's this ramen place in germany like every time i know i wait wait let me guess is the name called kokoro no unfortunately it's not it's takumi oh, <laughs> but every time i know that i'm going there like i'm excited 24 hours before that like i can't think about anything else but oh tomorrow i'm going to eat ramen tomorrow i'm going to eat ramen and that's why i felt like okay i really really have to go to japan at some point to eat ramen at japan or in japan uh yeah and that's why i decided i have to go to japan and then i kept reading blogs about people touring Japan and then I thought okay maybe I can combine this mm -hmm. and that's why um, I said okay I need to go to Japan and I need to play concerts there and I'm very very happy I got the chance to do both of those things now at the same time <laughs> eat ramen and play concerts so I'm assuming that you you perform at the concerts you make money and you spend it all on ramen right I, that's the plan. <laughs> that's the basic plan. Um, I always said before I thought about the concept of playing concerts here, I always said I need to go to Japan two times. One time just to eat and the second time to go to, uh, do sightseeing or go sightseeing. Yeah. Yeah, to do sightseeing. You're from Germany, right? Yes, I am. But my family is from Egypt. And that's what I, like when you said earlier about the spaghetti form of what Tokyo used to be, I got like... I thought about Cairo because I'm very used to Cairo because this is where my family is from and I visit Cairo like every year at least once, at least once a year. So this is maybe why also everything didn't feel very weird at the beginning when I got here. <laughs> Wait a second, please forgive my, my ignorance, but spaghetti's from Italy, right? Yeah, no, no, that's true. But I thought you meant because the streets were very confusing and oh. there's no system. <laughs> okay, for a second, I thought you were going to say like, yeah, because, you know, in Egypt, you know, that's the, <laughs> where we originated spaghetti or something. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> no. I've been lied to my whole entire life. <laughs> no, 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 no. But actually what, 
about being lied to. I thought my whole life that Cleopatra was from Egypt and then it turned out she's from Greece. So this is also some, something I did not know about Egypt. I think I know almost nothing and everything about Egypt. You have no idea how many documentaries I've like watched about the pyramids and the Sphinx. I, I've gone down so many different rabbit holes, left and right. And I'm just like, oh my God, the aliens built the Egypt in uh, pyramids. And then all of a sudden I realized, you know, it was Nikola Tesla's in a past life or something. I don't know. I've gone down so many, so many rabbit holes. Can I ask you, you've been to the pyramids, right? Yes, I've been. You've never been, have you been to Egypt before? Only on YouTube. Oh, that's so bad. You really have to, to come at some point. I, I know, I know. I, I built a website for an Egyptian company in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, wow. And that's about the closest I, that I actually got. But the thing is, all right, so you've been to the pyramids. Okay, what is your take? Okay, I'm talking to an Egyptian person, <laughs> a German-Egyptian person. Yeah. What is your take on the pyramids? Were they built by aliens, ancient aliens? I don't know. And then we'll, we're going to talk about your music. I know that's what no, you want to talk about. But. No, no, I love talking about Egypt because I'm, I'm, I love this country. Uh, actually, I have no idea, but what, what impress, always impresses me about the like this ancient time is that people had a plan and they stuck to it and they did stuff that's still there, like the pyramids. And also like becoming mummies, like they wanted their bodies to just stay the way they are. And then like thousand years later, the bodies are still there and they're still not like, I don't know the English word there. They're still like solid bodies uh-huh. and the pyramids are still there. So I, I think they were just pretty badasses. Can you say this word in a podcast? Badass? Fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, I think they were just cool people who just said, like, maybe not so cool because I think there were very slaves and a lot of slaves involved, but still. That's debatable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. But, but like, in the end, they just wanted to get things done and they got them done and they're still there, like, thousands of years later, which is pretty cool, I think. That is super cool. You know, I'm kind of on the fence. I'm not sure if they're power plants or if, you know, maybe they're bases for aliens. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe. They are. I think, like, I'm sure that aliens exist, so I think it's a very possible thing that could have happened. Okay. I, I'm so sorry to insult your culture. I really apologize. No, 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 no. You did not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I just had to talk about, you know, pyramids because, I mean, I've been researching this stuff. And the thing is, I didn't look for it. It found me. All of a sudden, one day, I was on YouTube and it said, recommended for you pyramids, pyramids, Nikola Tesla pyramids. And I'm like, Huh, I'm gonna give this pyramid thing a shot. And I, I would click on one video. Two hours later, I'm like, oh my god, the pyramids are so deep. They're all over the world. Ah, and yeah, I went down a crazy rabbit hole. Yeah. It was yesterday. But no, I'm joking. It was like a while ago. To be to be honest, like maybe it's because I'm Egyptian, but every time at the pyramids, I'm every time I'm super impressed. Like, I don't know why, because usually I'm not into the super touristic things. And when mm-hmm. people come to visit me in Egypt, I'm like, okay, you don't have to see all these things, but you really have to see the pyramids. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm sitting there and I see those huge rocks, I, I have no idea how, like, I, I wouldn't even know how to do it today. So I have no idea how they did it back then. So maybe the alien thing is quite like the right thing to think about when it comes to who built the pyramids or who helped them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I mean, who knows? We'll never know. But the one thing I want to know is more about your music. How did you get started? <laughs> uh, actually, it was 10 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, I to, Oh, my God. I haven't told this story for a long time. I, like, I used to make or write songs since I was 12 or something. But then 10 years ago, when I wanted to pursue my music career, there was this guy who told me, show me that you're really into it, like find a band and make a gig and invite me to play like to watch this gig and this is how the band started and then the band became a duo and now I'm kind of like sometimes playing solo sometimes with my drummer so it's more concept maybe now than a band yeah yeah and I always wanted to feel like I'm 
like may, maybe what what what's what's special about my music is that I always felt like I, I always used to get bored a lot so I always tried different things out um, which made my music maybe be, have more like musical developments or rhythms that aren't usual and stuff like that well that's what happened to the Beatles and they just got bored of rock and roll you know <laughs> and all of a sudden they're like Let's do something about a, a mystery tour or something. Maybe a magical mystery tour. And then one thing led to another, and we've got Losing the Sky with Diamonds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know. It's been a long day. I think so. I think it makes sense, yeah. And also, I, like in another interview once, I, I said that I didn't want our drummer to get bored because he has so many other bands. So this is why also, okay, I need more rhythmical changes. So because if he just plays the same thing all over again, he just gets bored and <laughs> ditch the band. Yeah, and uh, it works because mm -hmm. uh, the drummer is the only one who's still around. <laughs> <laughs> so the plan was, yeah. Well, I, I, wait, I'm not sure about that because you're here in Tokyo by yourself. That's true, that's true. But we, like, he has so many other bands and right now he's doing Erasmus. I'm not sure whether this is a common, this is like an exchange program in Europe and he's in Istanbul right now for a year. Mm -hmm. And again, as I said, he has like a lot of other bands and this is why we usually like practice together and then we have like set tour uh, times in a year. For example, we're touring in September in Europe, mm -hmm. but the rest of the year I'm trying to tour by myself. Wow, that's pretty awesome. I mean, but I mean, it's got to be amazing for you to like be able to tour by yourself because I think one of the biggest problems for bands, like, because I've talked to a lot of bands that've been on tour in Japan and stuff, and the thing is, a lot of them have problems with their schedule. Some of them are students, some of them have families, some of them have jobs and stuff. So it's really, really hard for them to tour. But I mean, if you could be completely solo, you're just like, okay, Japan, fuck it, yeah, I'll do it. Thailand, uh, I'm there. Oh, wait, Germany, that's where I'm from. Hell yeah, I'll take that gig. You know, I mean, so for you, it's like pretty easy to go around and stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. This is why I started using my laptop because I felt like when I was just playing piano without my drummer, the music was totally different from the duo concept. Mm -hmm. And this is why I decided to learn Ableton, a music program, um, where I could at least have some beats in the background so that the music by myself is not too different from the music with my drummer and so that I could do stuff like that like just get my my backpack and come to Japan and then like I don't even need to bring my piano with me like even if there is not a piano in the at the venue I can just set my laptop up and press play and then sing <laughs> yeah which wow, is awesome. amazing yeah wow that's cool yeah um, Tokyo is pretty sweet actually I think most venues have well drum kits extra guitars and amps and whatnot and stuff I mean I mean I run a I don't really run it but I organize events at a small little club it's the CBGB's of Tokyo mm -hmm. or probably even Japan and they're completely loaded. Like, I mean, they have like two, three extra guitars. They got a couple of bass guitars. They got a couple of keyboards and stuff. The place is small. It's smaller <laughs> than this place in here. It's crazy. Japan, they know how to set things up. That's definitely for sure. Yeah. <laughs> how many other countries have you performed in? I mean, in Germany and stuff. I've been to Germany, I think, maybe eight or nine times. And wait. Yeah, around there and stuff. And when you're in Germany, it's so easy to go anywhere and everywhere. Like, I mean, my friends are like, oh, yes, this weekend I'm going to go to Switzerland and go snowboarding. And then the weekend after that, we're going to go to Paris and we're going to go to Amsterdam. And we're going to do all this stuff. So, I mean, if you're living in, like, Berlin or where you're from, uh, Cologne? Cologne, yeah. Cologne. Living in Cologne, I mean, you could take a gig almost anywhere in Europe, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, when we when we were touring last year, we we were booking actually shows in the, at the Netherlands and in Switzerland, but somehow ex exactly those shows got cancelled. But we hope to go there again in September. But we played a show in London, mm -hmm. and I'm for the first time in April. I'm hopefully going to play in Egypt. So this is very exciting to me as well because I like I go there every year. So it's the first time I'm actually performing there, which is very exciting to me as well. Yeah. So mainly, I think London is a good city also to play at, and Germany. But I hope to, yeah, 
get around more as well. Yeah. Get around more, yeah. Get around more, expand, yeah. yeah. You know, build up or beef up the resume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So, who are your influences? Um, when I was younger, I used to listen a lot to Muse. I think this is where the progressive rock vibe comes from. But I also really liked uh, Tori Amos and uh, um, Lauren Hill. I loved Lauren Hill. So I think this is also where a little bit of R&B vibe comes um, mm-hmm. comes from mm-hmm. in my music. Yeah, basically those. I, there are so many other artists, but I think those are the main things that influence and of course musicals <laughs> and Disney movies <laughs> okay you know, I was on board until you said Disney movies I was like yeah Lauren Hill I, who doesn't love the Fugees yeah. but Disney movies I don't know maybe Pinocchio was pretty cool when he went to Pleasure Island that was a good time right <laughs> that was a long time ago oh man mm. so have you had ramen yet uh, yes today you did what kind of ramen did you have I actually had a vegan ramen. I don't know why, but because I don't eat pork and I wasn't really sure. Okay, how that, that, well, let me say, not eating pork, that's kind of a problem. <laughs> I know, I know. But I, I will, maybe I will have to have ramen with pork, but I just to like get into it slowly, I thought mm. I'd start with a vegan ramen and then mm. see where I can find non pork ramen and then just like see what happens. <laughs> You're definitely going to have to have a little pork. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, who doesn't dig on swine? Um, the thing is, like, okay, this is what I recommend. When you eat it, yeah. just imagine it's chicken. <laughs> yeah, I will try. Even though it doesn't taste like chicken, it tastes so much sweeter and nicer. I mean, seriously, pork is great. And I hate, I hate to say that to a vegan, but, dude, it is great. There's a ramen place right there. Yeah. Right, actually, there's ramen places everywhere in this neighborhood. And it's porkalicious. <laughs> But you're going to love it. Okay, you just, just eat mind. it with your eyes closed. <laughs> Think happy thoughts. <laughs> I will keep that in mind. But what I also loved right now, because I'm a huge rice fan, mm-hmm. and like any store I go into, there's rice packed in the fridge, and I can just eat it without anything else. And I love doing that. And this is also a great thing about eating here. I, you know <laughs> what? I, I hate to say this, but you're probably going to get really fat. Yeah. <laughs> you're here for 19 days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Um, okay. Um, I got some friends who are a little bit bigger. I can, you know, talk to them about places to buy clothes because, I mean, on this diet, you're like rice and ramen. Those are, if, you, if you said beer on top of that, those are like yeah. the three worst things to eat for a diet. <laughs> Trust me, you're talking to a big guy right now. I don't think so at all, but it's your big butt, yeah. Uh, no, I'm big in Japan. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I can't even buy pants in this country. It's crazy. Oh, oh, okay. I wanted to, like, yeah, I haven't tried anything in the stores yet, but maybe I should just skip that and just directly eat and not focus on shopping at all. You know what? I mean, you can definitely go shopping, but if I was you, I would save shopping until, like, the last couple of days of the trip because, I mean, you don't want to buy anything now and it doesn't fit. I mean, <laughs> seriously, and I've done that, you know? I mean, I've gone back to the States and I've gone to Europe, and when I go to Europe, I mean, I'm an alcoholic. I love to drink. I mean, my middle name is beer. I mean, if you cut me, blood doesn't come out. It's just IPA. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's really... And the, when I go to Germany... Oh, my friend's like, oh, Johnny, you love the beer. We got a whole refrigerator filled with beer for you. It's so delicious. Do you love the German beer? I'm like, I love the German beer. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of beer and stuff. You're going to love it. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm going to love it when I go there. But, yeah, so the thing is, yeah, shop in the last week. Okay. I'm serious. Because okay. when I go to Germany, that's what I have to do. Yeah, I keep, I keep that in mind. The last days, actually, are free for me to sightsee and do stuff like that. So it makes sense to just wait until then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, how many free days do you have? I was just talking to a band called Love Ghost earlier, and they have, they're performing... I think seven days, and they're only here for eight days or something. So they're performing every single night. No. So how many free days do you have, actually? I have more.
were free days because I, I wanted to have some time to explore the country as well. So I think I'm playing eight gigs in 19 days. So I have 11 free days. Yeah. You've got 11 free days? I think so. I haven't. Maybe two of them are the arriving and getting back days, but I'm not really sure. But yeah, 9 oh. to 11. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh, man, that's awesome. You could do almost anything in that. I mean, are you going to go to, like, Mount Fuji? I mean, you could go to Okinawa if you wanted to, 11 days. I mean, jeez. <laughs> I mean, then again, Tokyo is such a big city. There's so much to see in the city. I mean, yeah. even though every station's a little similar to itself now, but the thing is, I mean, every station is actually pretty unique. You go to Akihabara, you've got all the otaku stuff. You go to Harajuku, you've got all the kawaii culture. Shibuya, you've got Shibuya and Shinjuku. Well, there you go. you got Shinjuku. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually staying at Shujuku, so I am uh, already explored a bit of that today. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, because I'm going to Osaka a few days, so I think I'll explore that, uh, that area as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I, haven't, I haven't really uh, dived into what I want to do in the last few days, but I think I still have time to see what other people suggested. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. When you go to Osaka, you got to go to Osaka. What's it called? Osaka-jo? means Osaka Castle. Oh, okay. It's super touristy. There's going to be a ton of people there. But the thing is, you got to do it. It's beautiful. And when you go there, it's just the culture of it in and in itself is just absolutely amazing. And the history is spectacular. When you go there, you can go up to like all the different levels. And you can go to the very top of Osaka Castle where you can see like a good part of the city, right? When you do that on the top floor, there's gonna, well, not the top floor, the floor right below the top floor, they're going to have these huge paintings. And these paintings are going to be of the battles that took place right at Osaka Castle. And if you look at these castle, these paintings in the castle, it's just it's just 10,000 like samurai with like swords in the air facing another 10,000 samurai with swords in the air and they're both running towards each other. Both groups are just like just full speed swords in the air running towards each other and you can just imagine you look outside and you're like, "Man, that must have been a crazy day, you know?" So, yeah, it's really magnificent. I'll definitely keep that in mind. What I what I also really think I would need after the gigs is a few days at the beach. I try. I'm not sure whether it's too cold these days, but this is also something I'm thinking about doing in Japan because it's actually an island and no one really talks about this. Everyone just talks about the big cities and no one really talks about. There's kind of a reason for that. Okay, okay, I'll I'll keep that in mind as well. But this is something I I think I might check out. Well, as I say, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't go to the beach then. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Well, I mean, when in Rome, you should go to the Roman areas, right? So then definitely go to the beach. And, oh, actually, perfect timing. I think in the next five days, the uh, sakura is going to bloom, the cherry blossoms. Oh, yeah. So it's actually perfect timing and stuff. And the weather for the next week is supposed to be absolutely beautiful. So I highly recommend going to Nakamegaro River right over here. There's, like, tons of cherry blossoms to see here. It's very beautiful. Tons of tourists. I recommend going there kind of early in the morning or late at night. Or if you can't do that, if you're busy, Yoyogi Park. But Yoyogi Park is a booze fest. You're German. You drink, right? Uh, I, I don't drink, unfortunately, but I will. What are you doing on my show? <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I'm joking. Don't be sorry. Um, but yeah, Yoyogi. I'm very addicted to energy drinks. You're very addicted to energy drinks. Yeah, How did you... Wait, in Germany, they got, uh, what, Red Bull or something? Or Yeah, and there's this drink called 28 Black, which I really like in Germany. 28 Black. Yeah. <laughs> that is the name of, like, the best energy drink ever, or a hardcore band. No, it's very, very good. I don't know. It's with the acai, I think it's... Or a chai, I'm not sure how you say it in English. Uh -huh. Acai, this, this fruit, which is very... 
uh, famous right now, I guess, because everyone, this acai bowls or acai bowls that yeah. everyone eats. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, it tastes just great and it wakes me up and it makes me happy and I have to drink it every single day. <laughs> so, Can you mix it with vodka or gin or something? Do people do that? <laughs> I don't, I am, I'm not sure. I think they don't. I'm not sure whether it's that popular in Germany. I think uh, it's just my thing. That's your, that's your thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever tried club, was it called Club Mate? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. It's, yeah. What it's, is your take in Club Mate? It's also nice, but it's not, not nothing compared to 28 Black, to me. But everyone in Germany likes drinking matcha as well, yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm coming to Germany in uh, early uh, May. When I go there, I'm, dude, I'm going to try it. 28 Black. How can I forget that? Yeah. 28 Black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Lena, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, what I want you to do now is to please plug everything and anything you got. Websites, SoundCloud, places where people can see your videos or whatnot. Okay, it's actually very simple because I have always the same word. It's CassiopeiaMusic.com or at You are so going to have to spell that. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely. It's either CassiopeiaMusic.com or at CassiopeiaMusic on all the social media, all, all, on all social media. So it starts with a K and an A, double S, I-O-P-E-I-A Music.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's a, it's like a star sign. If you Google Cassiopeia and you don't, like, if you don't, if I talk too fast, you can just Google Cassiopeia. It will probably come with a C. Just, like, change the C with the K and write music, and then it will appear everywhere, hopefully, on Google. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just go to Got Faded Japan and check out the links in the show notes. We're definitely going to have that plug for you. Lena, thank you so much for being here. I know you're super busy and it's your first night and you want to get some of that ramen down over there that has the pork in it. Porkalicious. You're going to love it. I swear to God, I'll take you there. All right, Faders, thank you very much and we'll see you soon. Peace. Hey, thank you so much again for having me. And if anyone, like, if you listen to this before, while I'm still in Japan, I'd love to see anyone at any of the shows. <laughs> or just for ramen, if uh, the shows are over and I'm still in Japan because I'm here for 11 more days. Yeah. You're going to get so many stalkers. Good luck. <laughs> If you're gonna get your fade on, you gotta get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your bait on in style. Proper. What's up, faders? Do you like our show? Of course you fucking do. That's why you're tuned in. But have you ever asked yourself if you could get more out of your got faded experience? Well, now here's your chance because we are proud to announce our very own Patreon page. But don't freak out. Our podcast was and always will be free, but with your generous donations, we hope to improve it. And since we're all about fan appreciation, we've got the sweet, sweet rewards for our donors. Rewards include, but not limited to, shout-outs, bonus content for interviews and news stories, chances to appear on our show, and even gift packages sent direct to your door. For more information, check out our Patreon page at Fadeall. Unintended, honest meaning, and you told me about him scheming. 
clear above my glassy ceiling Still can barely grasp more than your light Trying to find my empire's door And I What's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. 
So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepper. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.